time when things are shifting. We're going to be a new world order. We've got to lead it. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, January 17th, and we welcome tonight's broadcast. I want to talk about two stories that have really leaped out to me that have stood out uh, over this past week that really indicate to me, at least, and I believe it's going to be for those that are discerning uh, and understand the times and seasons and we're in. Uh, and the urgency of the this thing wrapping up. Uh, the Bible talks about the, uh, it uses a term called the end of the age. And I believe the end of the age, the end of the church age is about to come to an end. The church age as we know it, the, uh, in theological circles, they call this the, the, the dispensation of grace. I believe this period of time is quickly coming to an end. It's coming to a climax. And what that means is there's going to come a shift once the age of the dispensation of grace is over. It's come to an end. The church age has come to an end. There's going to be a major shift, prophetically speaking. And I believe that we, that means we are going to enter into or we're going to be thrusted into the tribulation period. Where you're gonna, re- where you're gonna see the fulfillment of things that have been foretold in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. Now, I don't want to get into the whole theological aspect of what you believe on that. Rapture, no rapture, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib. Not gonna get into that aspect. Cause what I want to highlight today is there is times as, uh, uh, as a minister of the gospel, as one who teaches on prophecy or eschatology, we see events happen. We see um, things take place that I believe gives uh, great credence to the fact that we are indeed in perilous times, the last days, the end of the age and coming to that point. So today there is two stories that have taken place recently that I believe really are like neon flashing lights to the discerning where we are prophetically speaking. So let's get into this. This first story, believe it or not, comes right here in America. A man wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt. How many have seen people wearing this? Maybe you've got one of these t-shirts. I've seen people wear these all the time. Here in America, at the Mall of America, this man, uh, this is in Minnesota. This is a large, very popular mall, shopping center. And here in America, this man was wearing this Jesus Saves t-shirt. And he was ordered, and we've got footage of this, and we're going to show you that in just a minute. So I want to give you a little bit of an excerpt on this. Then we're going to get right into the video. And we're going to talk about this. He was ordered by a security guard uh, to take it off or leave. Again, 
this is the nation, one of the most famous shopping centers in America. According to the report, a man wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt was ordered to remove the clothing or leave the Mall of America last weekend in a video that now has gone viral on social media. A security guard at the nation's most famous shopping center in Minnesota can be heard telling the man, quote, if you want to shop here, you need to take off that shirt. Another clip shows the same guard saying, quote, Jesus is associated with religion and it is offending people. So let me get this straight. Religious apparel is so offensive that you have to take it off or be removed from the premise. But people wearing T-shirts with obscenities on them, whether it be vulgarity, whether it be half naked women, whether it be insults, whatever the case would be, that stuff's permitted and that's not offensive, right? But someone wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt is so repulsive that this man was hounded by security and told either remove it or remove yourself from the premise. Let me get to the video. Here's the video of this. I want you, I'm going to play the video clip. And then we'll come back. Ready? Here we go. But Jesus is associated with religion and it's offending people. No, it's not. Actually, it's not a religion. It's about, it's about eternal life. Okay. But it's the same thing. Okay? People have been offended. And like I said, all we were asking you is to take your shirt off. You can go to Macy's or we can leave. I didn't say anything. I didn't speak. I didn't I didn't speak. I didn't, I didn't say anything. Just went to Macy's. So here's his shirt. If you can, uh, we'll show you this on the screen. The back of his shirt says, Jesus is the only way. And there is a line going through for you guys that are watching by Spotify, listening by Apple or Spotify. Uh, we're talking about today a an incident that took place in a very known a well-known mall in Minnesota here in America called the Mall of America where a man was wearing a a t-shirt on the front it says Jesus uh saves and on the back it says Jesus is the only way and there is a coexist I don't know if you've ever seen these symbols i've seen them on bumper stickers mainly bumper stickers where it's got it's it's basically it's promoting universalism where in which you've got the jews the muslims the christians the hindus and we all come together and we're all under one one umbrella and and we all have one father one creator and we just coexist but again this is contrary to what jesus said Jesus said when Jesus was questioned about the way to heaven, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father lest he come through me. And the book of Acts, it says there is no other name given under heaven unto men in which we must be saved, but the name of Jesus. Again, so any other name, Muhammad, Buddha, Confucius, and the list goes on. They are, they are many ways to a religion. They were well-known prophets 
and well-esteemed, quote-unquote, prophets of their religion. But again, Jesus said, the only way to the Father is through me. So this is what this man's T-shirt says, and he's here in America. You know, where we're supposed to have freedom of speech and freedom of religion and expression of worship, right? But we have been warning you for a long time that time is running out for this in America. We don't understand persecution like they have in the Middle East. We don't understand persecution like our brothers and sisters outside of America. But here in the West... This includes you guys in Britain and UK. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. And here in America, we're seeing the age of the dispensation of grace is coming to an end. Persecution, as Jesus warned us about, is now here on U.S. shores. This is where it starts. It's going to start with them trying to silence you. And telling you, you can't wear this, you can't express this, you can't, you can't display this because it's, quote, ready, it's offensive. Let's go on back to the video. So, again, I'm giving you, you can give it your shopping. Why are you making sure you have to serve? So in case, I know it's just hard to hear this because of all the noise, but the security guard is telling him, you have a choice, either take it off or leave the mall. This is what he's, this is the alternative he's given him. Okay. Those are your only options right now. Your only options. Okay. Unless you, unless you want to be, unless you want to be placed in another. If you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with what is what is what is wrong with my t-shirt? Again, sir, it is religious soliciting. There is no soliciting allowed on law property, which is private property. Okay. So again. So remember, this is all in the guise of being offensive to others. So my question is, are they going to bring out these? quote unquote security mall security are they going to go hound at people that are wearing these shirts that has uh the f word on it and flipping people off and offensive gestures and obscenities on them because that's offensive to me you think i want my kids looking at your nasty shirt you think i want my kids looking at your shirt and your clothing that expresses sexual exploitation and 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 abominations so that's offensive to me so are they going to come and defend my rights and defend me being offended over that yeah probably not so again this is ridiculous. This is why this is going viral because there's people that are fuming over this. Let's just go back to this video. So, exactly. What, what is this? Take it off the shop, man. That's all we want. No, I'm citizen. I know the Constitution. But you were last time. Last time I was here, they told me to leave for 24 hours. I did. Yes. That day I was preaching. Yeah, I was preaching the gospel that day. Yeah. So what he's saying here is he, the last time he was there, 
they he was preaching the gospel somebody got offended about that and they told him to stop preaching the gospel so now he's come back and he's not using words per se but he is now displaying a shirt that tells people jesus saves so this guy has already put a bad taste in their mouth so i'm there's a backdrop here these people knew who this was so as soon as they saw him, they were already looking for him. They were looking to remove him because he's a thorn in the flesh. He's a thorn to them. He, um, he is, uh, he is antagonizing them, not him, but the name of Jesus. And that leads me to, uh, Matthew 10. I'm going to talk about Matthew 10 in just a second, but we're almost done. We got just a, just a little bit more of this video. <laughs> You're still soliciting. Soliciting. Yes, you're welcome wearing that shirt in the form of soliciting, and we've had guests come up saying that they've been offended by your shirt. We'll say that. We've had guests come up and say you've been offended. So, like this gentleman. So, again, guests have come to the security because they were offended. I know it's hard to believe that people are offended in America offended so somebody or some bodies were offended because of his shirt and now he has to take off the shirt so again look i'm done with the video let's let's get away from the video because it's just it's making my blood pressure go up because listen we this is in america so here's what i think we should do i think we should all go out and buy jesus saves shirt and get about 300 of us and go to every mall in America and get all of our family, get all of our neighbors, get all of our church together. Get our church, get the folks in our church together, all get order these shirts and go to the mall and see what they say then. See how many people get offended then. You don't have to preach to them. You don't have to say anything to them. Just walk around with your shirt and your freedom that you have under the Constitution and see how this goes. See how well that blows over. But let me get to the prophetic side of this. Matthew 10. Let me show you this. This is in Matthew 10, 16. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Hello, this is exactly what we're seeing here. Let me let me pull up the scripture so you can read along with me. This is Matthew 10. Verse uh, 16, behold, I send you out a sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. This man wasn't hurting anybody. He wasn't, he wasn't, he didn't have a megaphone. He wasn't preaching to anybody. He was just walking around with a Jesus save shirt. But beware of men. Look at this. Beware of men for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. Why? He's going to get to it in a second. You will be brought before governors and kings for, here it is, ready, for my sake. It's because the name of Jesus is offensive. It's Listen, you know who it's offensive to? It's offensive to those who are full of demons. It's offensive to those who are full of sin and abominations and false gods. It's offensive because it convicts them of their lifestyle. And that's why the word says, beware of men. Because principalities work through personalities. It's the spirit on the inside of them that's offended and it's lashing out. Let me, I got to get to the scripture. 
you will be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them, to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, don't worry about what you're going to, what you should speak or how you should speak for it will be given to you in that hour, what you should speak for. It is not you speak, but the spirit of the father who speaks in you. Come on. Yes, you're going to be persecuted. Yes, you're going to be offensive to the world. Yes, you're going to be outcasted, ostracized, rejected, and, 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 and probably, and, and even may even lose your job. But I'm telling you, God will get the last word and get the glory. He goes on to say that brother will deliver up brother to death and a father is child and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. We ain't even seen this yet in America and the West, but it's coming and you will be hated by all. Somebody say you'll be hated by all for whose sake the name of Jesus. That's guys. This is what's going to separate the wheat from the chaff, the sheep from the goat. It's who anybody can say God. Well, I had an encounter with God and God this and God that, and they throw around the word God. But you really want to stir up demons? Start saying the name that is above every name, the name that is has the authority in heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, the name that cast out devils, the name that is able to raise the dead, the name that is able to bring salvation unto all men, the name that is, come on, that is able to redeem, to deliver, to set free and to justify. I'm talking about the name of Jesus. You start saying that name. And I'm telling you, you will see demons manifest and they will come through people. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, go to another. For surely I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is it is enough for a disciple that he be likened unto his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will be not known come on hallelujah to the lord i'm telling you kudos to this man in minnesota and by the way minnesota it's no secret minnesota has a large muslim population and it's probably why there was a lot of offense going on in the mall of america when he brought in a when he came in with a jesus saves t-shirt i'm just saying So what are we talking about? We're talking about two stories today that are showing us that the, this, that our, our time of this dispensation of grace is about to come to an end. Now, what do we mean when we say dispensation of grace? What are we talking about? I'm talking about the opportunity for you and I, your neighbor, neighbor, your coworkers, your friends, those, the people out at your, at the Walmart where you live, the people out in the market square, wherever you live, those people are given this opportunity. They're in this time of grace where they're given the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel that saves them from eternal damnation. This is the grace that's been extended for 2,000 years. 
We live in a time here in the West. We have lived comfortably for a long time being able to openly express in the open square the goodness and the greatness of God and even Jesus Christ. But that time, the grains of sand are running very thin in the hourglass because the time is at hand and it's coming to a close. And what does that mean? That means that the times of old, when you would be able to go to a mall, a shopping center, uh, an event, a, a workplace, and you were able to openly express your devotion to Christ, and you would be able to witness to people without the fear of physical persecution, fines, incarceration, uh, and, and jail time, etc. Those those days are almost over, friend. This is a this is a huge sign because the you know we're right now we're at a place where this man was given ultimatum that either take off the shirt or leave the mall but there's coming a time and it's already happening in uh, places outside of America where these street preachers are being arrested they're being fined and some of them are even being threatened physically and that's coming to the shores of America. And this is just the preview. This is the coming attraction of what's coming. Now I want to shift gears and I want to talk about, uh, let me pull up this scripture first. I'm going to kind of shift gears. I'm going to talk about this. In the book of second Peter chapter two, starting in verse four, Peter warns, that if God did not spare the angels who sinned, so he's going all the way back to creation and the revolt of Lucifer with the angels with him, if God did not spare them, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, they will be loosed at the end during the tribulation period. Four of them are in the Euphrates, and it says it will dry up and they'll be loosed out of the Euphrates and they will kill a lot of people in the tribulation. Listen to what he says. If God did this to them and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah. Now he's talking about, he's referencing the great flood and how God spared Noah and his family and judgment came upon the wicked of the, of his day. One of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly then he shifts gears and goes to Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction. Look what he says here. Making them. Now when he says them here, he's referencing the fallen angels, those in the days of Noah, and those in the days of Lot. Y'all get that? Are you following along with me? Making them an example. Three groups of people, or three groups here, rather. The angels who rebelled against God, revolted against God, and led a, uh, led a revolt in heaven and were cast out of heaven, and, and their judgment was hellfire. And they're confined in hell and be, be loosed one more time, and then they'll be annihilated in the lake of fire. And then number two, he talks about the days of Noah when 
the majority of the world was judged and wiped out except for Noah and his family. And then he shifts and he goes to the cities of the plains, Sodom and Gomorrah. And he talks about how there was a remnant that was spared there, but the majority was destroyed by fire and brimstone. Look what he says in verse six. God did this to make them an example to those who afterward Now, this word afterward alludes to us. It alludes to future generations, to those afterward who would live ungodly. Now, look what it says. Then he shifts gears again and goes to verse seven and says, and God delivered. Oh, I said God delivered. Righteous lot. God still delivers the righteous out of temptation. Oh, somebody needs to give the Lord a, a, a praise right there that he still delivers righteous individuals. Come on. I thank God that he still knows whose those are, are those that are his. I thank God that he sees those that are serving him, those who fear him. I thank God that there's a book in heaven according to Malachi for those who fear the Lord and speak one another. It's one to another. He writes their name in a book and the Bible says, that he will spare them as precious jewels on that day. Come on, what day? When the day that he pours out his wrath upon humanity in the great tribulation. But he references Lot. The Bible, Peter calls Lot righteous. And look what it says about Lot. It says this man was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. I said he was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. Look what it says here. For that righteous man dwelling among them. Come on, can I get a witness today? Do you feel, is there anybody out there today that feels like Lot, that you are dwelling among a filthy people, a filthy society, a a society that's filled, uh, filled with unrighteousness, with wickedness, with lawlessness, with uncleanness, that are always continually going about and performing abominable acts and deeds. The Bible says of Lot that he was vexed and tormented day after day after day by what he saw and he heard in the society that God put him in the middle of. Come on. Is this relating to anybody today? Come on. I'm going to go back to that in just a moment when I close this podcast, but I want to shift gears and I want to show you an article. Here it is. Look at this title. This is from Fox News. Here's a new reality television program. I know we don't, we definitely don't have enough of those. We definitely need more of those. And they have done such great things for society, haven't they? A little sarcasm there. TLC, which by the way is an acronym for The Learning Channel, recently launched a new reality program called MILF Manor. I'm not going to tell you what the term MILF means because it's derogatory and it's disgusting and I'm not going to do that. You can go look that up in your own time, but... What this means is, uh, let me give you the sanctified terminology of this. These, this show is geared around mothers who are, um, who t- t- take pleasure in sexual promiscuity. 
That's what it is. They're attractive. They're, they're another term that the world uses. They're cougars. They're older women that are uh, that are searching for younger men. This is what this get around. But this is now. Look, I want to show you this. Let me get back to the headline. Milf Manor shocks when TLC reality program becomes familiar. I'm sorry, family affair. This is sick. Quote. This is trash, even by TLC standards, one person reacted. Let me read this article to you. I'm definitely not going to show you the trailer on this. Okay. Milf Manor, a new reality show, billed as eight attractive mothers embarking on a chance to find love with men half their age. They stunned social media when the program's twist, here's the plot twist, was unveiled. You ready for this? Here's the plot twist. Now keep in mind everything we just talked about out of Second Peter. Think about Sodom and Gomorrah. Think about that. The first episode revealed that men half their age included their own sons. So the middle-aged women looking for love will watch their own children pursue the show's other mothers. This is the storyline. Unbelievable. And it's coming. It's not coming from MTV. It's not coming from uh, HBO or Cinemax. We used to call that Skinemax back in the day. It's not coming from that. This is coming from the Learning Channel. The TLC Network program already set social media blaze last month when the promotional trailer went viral promising an unexpected twist. Many speculated that the young men would be each other's sons and those predictions have proved to be accurate. Are you serious right now? How sick, twisted, and demented is this? The fact that these women have no problem doing this And number two, that it's being glorified on American television. So listen, I'm going to pull this away. I'm going to talk to you for just a moment, and then we'll probably go back to this and read a little bit of this, and then I'm going to close with 2 Peter. When people, when we have these debates about who is mystery Babylon, people say it's Rome. And I get that. I get wherever, you know, it talks about this whore of Babylon setting on seven hills and it fits all the bill of Rome. I get it. The Catholic church and the Pope and all this stuff. But at the same time, when you start reading the description of mystery Babylon and the book of Revelation, a lot of the, the description of that fits America to a T. America has filled the world with her sexual immorality, idolatry, lasciviousness, evil, wicked abominations. What other nation in the entire world, you think about this, has filled the earth with disgusting things like what we're just talking about right here. When a nation glorifies this kind of nonsense my friend you can't tell me we are not living in the days of lot god destroyed the cities of the plains not because this was the only sin but it was one of the primary sins was sexual immorality
And again, by definition, if you want an umbrella term for sexual immorality, it includes fornication, adultery, immorality, uh, having sexual relations with animals. It includes incest. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to the pastor of the church of Corinth, and he's saying to them, it has been reported to me that there is a young man that is sleeping with his mother-in-law is this not what we're seeing here and now he tells the church that they need to address this sin and disfellowship this young man committing this act and give him over to satan but here we are in america the good old america And I'm telling you, people think America is untouchable, that we can't do anything wrong and that we'll never do anything that would cross the line and which God will judge us. Well, wake up, friend, because judgment is already happening in case you didn't notice. In case you have been sleeping under a rock somewhere, I have come by today to reach through this microphone, reach through this podcast, grab you by your shoulders and shake you awake and say, look at the disasters, look at the famine, look at the shortages, look at the political upheaval, look at the, the look at what's happening across the board and you're going to tell me we're not in judgment. God is already judging America but we have not even seen a drop in the bucket because when the wine cup of the wrath of the of the uh, when the wine cup of the press of the wrath of God becomes full and he pours out his wrath upon the nations what we're seeing right now we will long to be in these days compared to what kind of judgment is waiting in the days of the future And here we are in America and we have a reality television show that are glorifying this nonsense. And some of y'all need to repent because you've been watching this garbage. Oh, brother Ricky, we're believing for a great revival. We're believing for our church to see a move of God. Yet you're watching this garbage. You're glorifying this stuff. Paul rebuked it in his church and said, get it out of the church because it's a cancer spreading. It's like leaven spreading to the church. And he even gave the boy over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. So the innocent, his soul may be, may be saved. Yet we allow this nonsense to go on. But God's not going to judge America. Right. Right. When again, let me remind you, I'm going to go back over here to second Peter. I'm going to remind you, that Peter said the days of Noah, the days of Lot, the angels falling and and their fate that was met to them because of the revolt against heaven. He said these things were written for our example. How much plainer do you need to do I need to write this and and read this and and speak this to you? Now let me go back to this ridiculous story. Quote This is where we are. Milf Manor. I'm reading from Fox News. A show about old garden tools looking to date their friends' sons. Disgusting. This was from Richard Cooper who tweeted this on, he's a YouTuber who tweeted this out. I agree with you, Mr. Richard Cooper. Quote, this is trash. Even by TLC standards, one user responded while another added, 
OMG, this is so weird. Look, this is pretty bad when you got people that are probably not even serving Christ and they're saying, this is going too far. This is weird. This is disgusting. This is absurd. Quote, I started watching this, but said, heck no. I'm obviously I'm censoring that after their 20 something sons came out, not for that baloney. Another viewer retract reacted. The women are going to be dating each other's sons. This is sick. Another viewer said. Milf Manor is Cable's last dying breath. Oh, we can only hope so. Uh, that's what a Washington Post writer wrote. Quote, one viewer asked, would they ever do Milf Manor and all their daughters are the girls to choose from? That's a good question. I wonder what the response would be from people if the, if it was daughters and it was all men. Oh, oh, I can't believe they would have this. Oh, they need to get it shut down. You'd have women screaming, shut it down. But it's okay. It's called double standards, right? Others pointed out the irony that the show aired on TLC, a network initially named The Learning Channel. What are we learning from this? I'm going to tell you what we're learning from this. Let me go back to the scripture. We're learning that we're in the end times. We're learning that as the ways of ancient societies went, so will future societies. If God destroyed a civilization by a great flood because of their wickedness that covered the earth, and if God destroyed the cities of the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their uh, refusal to extend their hand to the poor, their uh, their abundance of idleness, they became fat with the abundance of bread and their sexual immorality. According to Ezekiel, these were the sins that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. If God did this to them and Peter said these were written for our example, my friend, I don't care how patriotic you are. Well, by God, I'm a Trump supporter. I don't really care, and neither does God. God's not looking at your patriotism to determine whether or not you are going to be a reprieve or a one who's going to stand in the gap. Last time I checked, Abraham was a righteous man who stood in the gap and pleaded with God if he could find 10 righteous in the city, God said he would spare the city. And that brings me to my last point, and this is where I want to close. Right here in the scripture, I've got it up here. Let me go to verse eight for that righteous man. Speaking of lot dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Verse nine. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. Oh, I don't know if you heard me on Spotify or Apple today. I said, God is still in the business of making a distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous between the godly 
and the ungodly, between those who have a covenant with him and those who don't have a covenant with him, to those who are under the blood of Jesus and those who are not under the blood of Jesus. Verse 10, and especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power, power and might do not bring a reveling accusation against them before the Lord. Uh, modern vernacular says, this is what this is saying here. Let me break this down and tell you exactly what this is saying. The old folks used to say that people are doing things now that the angels would dare not tread on. Friend, we are, we have crossed a threshold as a civilization that we are provoking the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We are provoking the Lord to pour out his wrath and it would be equally justified at this point. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's bad when even the secular world says, whoa, this is too much. This is disgusting. This is too far. Imagine how the righteous like you and I, those who we're not perfect guys. If you're watching this today and you think we're saying that we have reached perfection. No, we have not. But I'm telling you, I'm speaking to an audience that I believe gets up every morning who is thriving to love God, serve God, serve God with their family and do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. Doesn't mean they're not going to fall. Doesn't mean they're not going to slip up. Doesn't mean they're not going to make failures, but it means that they are going to ask the Lord to forgive them, wash them, cleanse them and pursue the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. But listen, the good news today, we've got bad news and good news. The bad news is that judgment is upon us, but we're in the, we're seeing selective judgment right now, but we have not entered into the dispensation of the wrath of God that comes during the tribulation, especially in the great tribulation, the latter half of the seven year tribulation. We're not there yet, but we're coming. But the good news is that if you're under the blood of Jesus and you have a covenant with God and your name is in the Lamb's book of life, just like God spared Noah and God spared Lot and, and their families, God is no respecter of persons and he knows how to deliver the ungodly out of temptations. Come on. Hallelujah. So listen, this is where we're going to leave this podcast today. If you're watching this today, somebody's invited you in this today. Somebody's welcomed you into this broadcast. Somebody shared this with you today and you don't have a relationship with God today. You've never put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ today. Listen, the bad news is you don't have a covering over you but the good news is today we're going to lead you in a prayer and if you mean this from your heart you're going to get born again you're going to get saved you're going to be you're going to get under the blood and your name put in the lamb's book of life and according to malachi chapter 3 the bible says that your name will be written in a book of those who fear the lord and the bible says there's coming a day that he will make a distinction between those who know him and those who don't. So listen, if that's you today, or you may be watching this today and you're away from the Lord. You, yes, I, we listen, our, we believe in backsliding because the Bible says it. 
The, the word of God says the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. Listen, God believes in backsliding. The Bible mentions backsliding. But so I don't really care if your denomination believes that it's that it's non-existent. Because if God says it and his word says it, I'm going to take that over your denomination or your preacher that tries to tell me that there's no such thing as backsliding and there's and it's not in the Bible. Wrong. It's in the Bible. Come on, man, be a Berean and search these things out for yourself and see if they be true. You know this. I don't have to twist your arm. If you're away from God, you already know it, friend. You already know it. The Holy Spirit is convicting you. Why? Because we're in the dispensation of grace. You still have an opportunity today. Make today. Today is the day of salvation. Don't harden your heart. But allow the Holy Spirit today to woo you and to draw you into his presence. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every individual today under the sound of my voice or that's watching this or listening to this or both. And Lord, if they do not have a relationship with you, Lord Jesus, I pray the Holy Spirit of God would prick and convict and arrest their hearts right now, right through that screen, right through this microphone. Lord, that he would draw them unto repentance as they open their mouth, begin to confess their sins before you begin to repent of their sins. I pray that Father, that that, that you, Lord, Jesus would wash them in their sin or wash them of their sins excuse me wash them by the blood of Jesus make them whole make them white as snow in Jesus name I thank you that you're inscribing their name in a lamb's book of life and they now have eternal life in you through faith in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah if there's anybody watching today and Lord if they're backslid they're away from God they're not right with God I pray the spirit of God can convicts them lord right where they're at they would repent they would turn and get back into covenant with you lord and pursue you with all of their heart mind soul and strength because the days are running out and the bible says he that endures to the end the same shall be saved hallelujah so we welcome you today we congratulate you who give your heart to the lord and those who get back on track with the lord today listen please don't forget to share this subscribe to this uh podcast if you're watching by youtube rumble facebook live again hit the like button hit the share button hit the subscribe button hit all these things you're listening by spotify or apple don't forget to share this with your family friends co-workers and those who you have in your inner circle of people that you know of influence uh as always we want to, we want to give opportunity to download our free app it's free it's available for apple and android users hit yes to push notification when you download the app and you're going to be notified of every podcast and every headline when it's made readily available also if this ministry is a blessing to you and your family we want to give you the opportunity to pray about becoming a monthly partner you could do that two different ways you can give electronically uh, either through the app right there on the left of your screen at the bottom where it says donate or through the main website on the right of your screen at endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com if you wish to get by check or money order right there in the center of your screen if you're watching by the visual of this you can make your check or money order out to right there end time headlines p.o box 1391 that's monroe georgia and that's 30655 so as always guys thank you for your support of uh, and, and your partnership and your prayers of this ministry um we will um 
I know some of you guys have been asking for updates on my stomach. Again, still going through it. It's getting better, but it's we're still not out of the woods yet, but it's getting better week after week. It's just a progressive thing. It takes a little while to get that healed up. And we thank God for your prayers, your intercessions, and I thank God for his healing power in Jesus' name. He's still Jehovah Rapha. He's still the Lord, our healer, but he gives us wisdom, and we're implementing those things as well. So listen, we're going to sign off for today. Uh, it is Tuesday, January 5th. 17th um uh we'll be off tomorrow on the 18th which will be wednesday and we'll be right back here lord willing on the 19th on thursday evening with another great podcast until then may the lord bless you may he keep you and may his countenance shine upon you god bless we'll see you then thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast we pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.